Welcome to the Gut Goddess Show, a podcast for women who are fed up of being tired, bloated, and riding the hormonal roller coaster. This is for you if you're ready to create a better belly and gut health, balance your hormones, and create a more peaceful, happier mind. I'm Kezia Hall, your host, holistic nutritionist, coach, mom to young kids, trauma thriver, science and holistic geek, and this show explores my three-part methodology, the three F's for feeling good, food, feelings, and function. So if you're ready to create pain-free periods or ditch the toilet, food, and IBS drama and just create a normal, joyful relationship with your body and with the food that you eat without overwhelm, restriction, or crazy health obsession, this is the podcast for you and I am so glad that you are here. Let's get started with today's episode. This week on the podcast, I'm having a bit of a brag. I'm not going to lie. I am talking about how I have improved and transformed my sleep despite having twins and toddlers and basically three kids in three years. How despite all of that, my sleep actually has gotten better, not worse. Yeah, you heard that right. And I'm going to share with you exactly what I have done in order to improve my sleep and how and why that has literally affected everything else in my health, but also my life. So Even if you don't struggle with sleep and you don't have insomnia, this is a great podcast episode for you. I'm going to be talking about some of the simple actions and steps you can take to improve your quality and quantity of sleep and why it is so essential that you make your sleep as productive and effective as possible. Sleep really is one of the key pillars and the key holistic foundations that I have in my practice and it's something I work on with all my clients. So I want to make sure you are equipped with all the information and the practical steps so that you can improve your sleep this week. And when you improve your sleep, guess what? Like everything else improves too. Okay, so that's what we're looking at this week. But thank you so much for being here, for joining me, for listening to the podcast. As you are listening to it, please tag me, share it, share a screenshot. I would love for more people to hear about this podcast. Um, And otherwise, as I am recording this, we have just entered into September, which is exciting. I love this month. Um, I am... um, I think, I think I shared that I missed my triathlon last week and this week I'm on the run up to my next triathlon. I missed my last triathlon because I was sick and so I found another one and I booked it and that will hopefully be the end of this week. So hopefully, hopefully at some point I'll get to do a triathlon, which honestly just feels like such a friggin' celebration. I also feel terrified. I'm not going to lie. I genuinely think I'm going to be last and I feel terrified that I won't be able to do it or I don't know, but it also just feels like a, it's like a celebration of how far my body's come and, um, what it's capable of and just like the freedom and, oh, I I mean, I feel, I've not even done it and I feel emotional. Um, it, it just feels like a real victory. So wherever you're at with your health, oh, I am emotional, wherever you're at with your health just now, I know that it might feel really hard and you might feel really disappointed and like you've just given up on hope and you've tried things and you just think this is the rest of my life and I'm stuck and I'm in pain and it's awful and other people get to do I used to look at people running and just feel so jealous because I really wanted to run I really loved running I really loved it but I I couldn't do it it was too sore there was too much pain it was too much fatigue and now I run And I will just never forget that feeling. I know the feeling of just being like, this isn't for me. I can't do this. 
And I just want to remind you, it is for you. It is. So I didn't, did not expect this intro to get so emotional. <laughs> Let's dry my eyes. But it's okay. Emotions are good. Emotions are like food. They need to be digested. The more we keep emotions in, the more constipated we get, emotionally speaking, which doesn't do anyone any favors. But that is happening this week. And it just, yeah, it just feels like a fun victory slash also terrifying. So that has been happening. I will, I think I'll do a whole podcast on the pod, on the triathlon once I have done. And then I've just been working with clients and onboarding some new clients as well, which is really fun. So um, if you are wanting to work with me, I have space for new clients just now, and I would love to work with you. You can either work with me in the Well Woman Accelerator, which is my four-month program, really in-depth. We do lab testing. There's loads of accountability. It really is a very... I don't see anyone else offering things like this in my industry at all, and it really works. (laughs) It honestly does because it blends the science, blends accountability, coaching, the geekiness, the research all together. And within four months, you can completely transform your symptoms and your health outcomes 100%. So that's one option. And there's also Root, which is a new program I offer, which is a much shorter, lower investment. And this is really helpful for you if you've no idea where to begin and you just need to get started, you can do Root. But if you probably have no idea what you need, what would help, what's going on, in which case just book a clarity call, just book a free call. These don't commit you to anything. And and it just means we can chat more about your symptoms and what's going on and discuss more about working together. And then you can go away and decide. I'm never going to pressure you into anything. That's not my jam at all. I know the right people come and work with me at the right time. Um, and But I would honestly love to talk to you. I know thousands, literally of thousands of people listen to this podcast every week. So I bet you listening, you, yes, you listening, have thought about booking Clarity Call, but maybe you don't want to waste my time, or maybe you feel a bit bad, or you're not really sure if I can help, or you're not really sure if it, you know, it's the right time for you, or if you can afford it, or I don't know, I don't know, because just book it. I'd love to chat with you. Honestly, would. I would, like, I would love to hear your response. This podcast is always just me talking. Imagine if you could reply. Wouldn't that be great? (laughs) So, keziahall.com forward slash book, book your clarity call, and I would love to chat to you soon. Otherwise, let's dive in and talk all about sleep. So in this episode, I am unashamedly just bragging and blowing my own trumpet here because I think it's quite impressive that I have managed to improve my sleep despite having a two-year-old and then giving birth to newborn twins. My actual sleep quality is better than what it was after twins than it was before. Isn't that insane? So, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going with this. I'm going to, I'm going to blow my own trumpet here. As a functional nutrition nerd, I've nailed this as at this current stage of life. I feel pretty proud of myself because it would be very understandable to think that one sleep after giving birth to my son and then giving birth to newborn twins when my son was two years old, you would you would naturally expect my sleep to be a horror show. Like that I should, my sleep should just be like hanging on by like a, a thread. Like you just, <laughs> but that, that, that to be fair is what I was expecting. And now as I will go on to share, it's not that my sleep has just been perfect and my children just slept through the night perfectly. My, to be fair, my first son did he was one of those babies that just slept really, really well. Twins, first of all, there was two of them. 
twin life. It's, I can't even put into words how different it is to A, having one, or just B, having one newborn at one time. It just, everything that you imagine about having twins and how hard it was, it is that plus more. Just, there's my summary. <laughs> especially, not especially, but now I have the toddlers. So I've got twin twins in the throes of tantrums, you know, two to three-year-old feeling their feelings being overwhelmed by emotions. It's just two of them doing that in their own way, in their own special timing. Anyway, so I'm here to talk about sleep. I'm not here to complain to you. <laughs> well, not even complain because I'm very grateful that I actually, I'm so, I'm so fertile. That's not something I thought in my life. And I do feel like it is a gift, but it is hard. Anyway, I'm here to talk about sleep because no matter whether you have kids or not, literally no matter where you are in life, your sleep will help you get to where you want to be. Whether you want to lose weight, whether you want to improve your fertility and have babies, whether you want to recover from having babies, whether you want to really go for it at work and maybe study full-time alongside working full-time so that you can make this whole career change, whether you want to start a business, whether you want to do social activism, set up a charity, whether you want to set up this community project, whatever you want to do, your sleep, the quality and quantity of your sleep matter and this your sleep is going to contribute massively to your life, to the thing that you want, whatever it is that you want, whether you want to ditch your IBS, whether you want just normal happy periods, whether you're wanting to fall in love and date again and have confidence and whether you're wanting to have a better sex life, like literally whatever, improving your finances, your sleep is going to make and contribute massively to it. So that's why I want to really talk about this because I... I think I was talking to somebody else and they were like, oh my goodness, you should share about this on the podcast because they, I just hadn't realized how, for want of a better word, impressive it is that my sleep has improved since having children. And and you would expect that my sleep would be better before having kids and that's not been the case because of some practical things that I'm going to share with you that I've implemented. And because I've realized strategically that investing a bit of a bit of intention, a bit of effort into my sleep actually has a massive return for the rest of my life. If we're thinking, because I'm a very strategic thinker, I work with people that have really full lives. So I'm always thinking about what what is the least <laughs> that we can do to make the most effort, you know? Especially say I'm working with people with chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia, people that might be bedridden, people that might have only be able to work part-time or not be able to work at all due to their health issues. I need to be super strategic and make sure that we're not fanning around, wasting time on stuff that is not going to give them a 10, 20, 50 fold on their intention, on their effort. Because changing your health and ditching IBS and creating pain-free periods and um, saying goodbye to chronic fatigue syndrome or fibromyalgia does take some effort. It does take some work. It does. But that doesn't mean it needs to take over your whole life. So sleep is one of the key things that I work on with literally every single client. Not every single client comes to me with insomnia. And you'll hear from my story. I never really struggled with on paper sleep issues. But every client I work with, we focus on sleep. So what's my story around sleep? Well, it's not that dramatic. I wasn't a terrible sleeper. I've always slept eight, nine, even 10 hours a night, especially when my health was at its worst. I would sleep for a good amount of time. I'd take me a while to fall asleep, sometimes between half an hour to an hour to fall asleep. I would sometimes wake up in the night, but not that often. And I would sleep for maybe eight, nine, 10 hours, but I woke up feeling really tired. I was struggling with chronic fatigue, joint issues, a lot of anxiety, period issues, IBS, all these kind of things. So 
On paper, I slept fine. But knowing what I know, that having the training that I trained, the training that I trained, having the training that I have and doing the research and just the clinical experience I have with working with clients, I realized a couple of years ago, something must be wrong with my sleep. I am sleeping more than enough in terms of quantity. I am sleeping at least eight hours, sometimes nine hours, sometimes 10 hours, and I'm still tired and I still have all these symptoms in my body. And while sleep isn't the cause of all of those symptoms, I knew that if I improved my sleep, then I was going to improve. It was going to help and benefit all those other areas strategically. Plus with sleep, we're all doing it, aren't we? We're we're, we're all doing it. So we may as well make it really productive or make it work really hard for us. Although I know that phrasing doesn't make sense with sleep, but that's how I approach it. I'm going to go to sleep. I've got to do that every day. I'm doing it already. So if it's something I'm doing already, I'm, I, I may as well focus a little bit of intention to make it as good, as productive, as beneficial, as healing, as nourishing as it can be. I don't want to waste my sleep's time. Like sleep, because I, I am one of these people. You know, I, in an ideal world, I'd love if I didn't need to sleep in a way because I could do like a whole other degree. I could have trained in like acupuncture by now if I didn't need to sleep. But I really respect the role that sleep has in my life. I really surrender to the the process of it. And to be honest, we still don't fully understand everything that happens in our sleep. But I know, we know from research, it is really nourishing and it is essential. If you do not sleep as a human, you die. It's quite simple. So it's one of the key foundations. You know, we need water, we need food, we need oxygen, we need sleep. Without those four basic foundations, we die. And this is basic. This isn't the hashtag self-care. No, this is like your food, your water, breath work, and sleeping are like literal basics to being alive as a human. This isn't self-care. This isn't self-love. This isn't like extra This is just being a human. But chances are you'd never got taught this stuff growing up. I didn't. I learned terrible sleeping habits growing up. So I've had to learn them now as an adult. But that's just a side note or something that gets my go when people are like, hashtag self-care. I'm drinking some water. I'm like, I'm so glad you're drinking water. First of all, yay. You should be really proud of yourself. And this is no attack to the person. But what culture do we live in that drinking water is self-care and self-love when really that is the baseline of being a human and being alive as a human. It just makes me think culturally, we're just so warped (laughs) and things are so messed up in some ways. Anyway, side note, have I improved my sleep? Well, let's dive into it. The first thing we need to look at is, is why does sleep matter? I mean, I've kind of ranted about it a little bit, but sleep plays a huge role in so many things. It plays a role in your body composition. It plays a role in your longevity. It plays a role in chronic disease. It plays a role in so many things. Sleep is essential. As I mentioned, if we do not sleep, what happens? We die. So we need to focus on sleep. We really do. So what is sleep when we're looking at it? What I, what, how I'm framing it and in terms of this conversation is we're looking at quantity of sleep. So this is the practical hours that you are asleep for. Six hours, seven hours, eight hours, nine hours. And quality of sleep. And quality of sleep pertains more to the amount of REM sleep that you have or the amount of deep sleep. So REM sleep is for rapid eye movement sleep. 
And deep sleep is, doesn't stand for anything, it just stands for deep sleep. And these are the cycles that we go through. So in sleep, we have light sleep, REM sleep, deep sleep, and we kind of cycle through these throughout our night. But it's highly probable and possible, especially if you have chronic health issues, that you are maybe getting a lot of light sleep. A lot of clients, when they come to me, might be sleeping fine. They might, you know, when I ask about their sleep, they're like, no, go to sleep fine, wake up fine. But if they have other symptoms that make me think they're not sleeping well, then I can make the guess or we can start tracking and um, gathering data on their sleep and guess that they're having a lot of light sleep. So when we're talking about your improving your quality of sleep, so I have had three children in the last five years. My quantity of sleep has either been something A, I've not been able to control because of having newborns, or B, has just gone down. You know, I wanted to hop in here to tell you about Root. Root is my brand new two-week private one-to-one program where you get a really clear plan of action based on your body, your life, your lab data, your symptoms. You will leave knowing what to eat, what supplements may help, and what lifestyle shifts to focus on so that you see some big shifts and changes in your symptoms in the following three to six weeks. This is the perfect place to start if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you tried lots of stuff that hasn't worked, and you have no idea to begin. If that's you, start here with the Root Program. I would love to help you. And it's also a great way to work with me without having to invest higher amounts of money. And it starts from just £695 and there's payment plans available. So if you're interested in getting that bespoke one-to-one support so that you can make some big shifts, figure out what your root causes are, learn what to eat, what to supplement, what to really focus on to see incredible changes, then go to keziahall.com forward slash book. That's keziahall.com forward slash book just to book your free call with me. This doesn't commit you to anything. You don't have to sign up to anything on the call. It's just that I can find out more about you and check that this is really going to be worth your while and that you're going to see some incredible results. I would love to work with you and get started. So go to keziahall.com forward slash book today and I'd love to chat with you soon. Okay, let's get back to the show. I've improved my sleep. I've not improved, especially when the children were younger. My quantity of sleep wasn't great. Like, I'm not going to lie. I had newborn twins and a toddler. Hello. But my quality of sleep was still pretty good considering the quantity of sleep. So we got to look at two different things. And for most of the time when I'm working with people, what they need to work on is their quality of sleep. And when you improve your quality of sleep, chances are you either increase your quantity of sleep naturally or the need for increased quantity diminishes because your quality is better. Does that make sense? So when we're looking at quality sleep, we're looking at making sure you're getting enough REM sleep and deep sleep. The, the way I have tracked this over the years is through something called my aura ring. I wear my, oh, I've just realized I've not got it on. I took it off to do the monkey bars today with the girls. Sorry, this is literally, I've just remembered to put it back on. <laughs> I love doing the monkey bars because <laughs> I never could do it as a child. I was too like overweight and unfit and not well to ever do the monkey bars as a child. And I can do them now as an adult. So every time I go to the park, I always do the monkey bars because I just find so much joy in how much my body has healed and changed. It's it's honestly such a delight. The potential that your body has to heal and change is incredible. I feel it every day in my body and I'm so grateful. Anyway, 
So the way that I track this data is through an aura ring. Now, things like Fitbits and Apple Watches and uh, maybe, I think maybe even Garmin's and other tracking, fitness trackers will track your sleep, but it's often poor quality. The best and most accurate way to track your sleep that I am aware of at the moment um, without doing a sleep study at the hospital is with an aura ring. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Um, an aura ring is, it's a really great piece of technology. It is a considerable investment. It's probably like 250, 300 pounds. So it's, you know, it's a significant thing. I saved up and got it for birthday and Christmas. And I did that, I think just after my son was born or maybe just before he was born, um, before I got pregnant, I mean, and it's been a great investment. It's so helpful because you can, I mean, this sounds like an advert for Aura Ring, but it's not. It also links up with things like natural cycles. So I don't need to take my temperature anymore for natural um, contraceptive or family planning, um, which is really, really handy because an Aura Ring tracks it. But the Aura Ring is probably the best way of... um, getting gathering data on your sleep so that's what I use but you might not want to fork out for a ring like that and that's totally fine although I would say if you struggle with your sleep the best way to change something is to track it and to get data on it so an aura ring is a great way to gather data on your sleep again without having to go to get sleep um, studies and all of those kind of things done in hospital So that's the best thing but another thing if you don't have any of that data or any tracking of sleep how do you feel What are the symptoms you have? Do you struggle to lose weight? Are you tired in the day? Do you have chronic fatigue? Is there autoimmune issues? Look at your symptoms. And if you've got a lot of chronic symptoms going on, if there's a lot of fatigue, if there's a lot of craving sugar and caffeine, potentially your sleep's not doing great. Another way to you can look at it is, are you waking up a lot in the night? If you wake up a lot, either to go pee or just to be awake or get a drink, chances are you're not getting into those depths of sleep cycles. You're probably hanging around in light sleep throughout the night. Therefore, you're easily woken up by sounds. You're easily woken up by needing to pee. So that's another sign is if you wake up a lot in the night or another sign that you probably could improve your quality of sleep is how long does it take you to get to sleep? You really should be asleep within about 10, 15 minutes, but if it takes you half an hour, an hour to fall asleep, there's probably some issues going on with your sleep quality and your circadian rhythm. So those are a couple of ways that you can figure out if you need to work on your sleep. But generally speaking, everyone can work on their sleep quality. So how did I transform my sleep? So before having kids, it took me a long time to get to sleep and I was struggling lots with chronic fatigue and joint pains and all of these kind of things. And I would wake up often feeling tired and groggy. So those were my main things. I had quantity of sleep, but the rest of my life and my symptoms were telling me that my there was issues going on. So how did I change it? Number one, I tracked it. It's really, it's so much easier to change what you track. If you don't actually track anything, aka gather data, you really struggle to know what the problem is. So when I start to track data, I've discovered some of the problems. So some of my problem was my REM sleep. I was getting 10, 15 minutes of REM sleep each night when ideally you're looking to get about 90 minutes of REM sleep. So I could gather data. Ah, I immediately saw, wow, I am not getting enough REM sleep. This is really restorative sleep. It's when your body goes into like some sort of crazy coma. I don't, I'm not getting that each night. Okay, of course, the heart is going to have a massive effect on the rest of my day. So because I tracked, because I gathered data, I could see what the problem was. This is why I do this with my clients all the time. Why we run labs, why I ask them tons of nosy questions, why I get them to send me their old blood test results from their GP, why we spend a good 
first couple of weeks of working together is gathering, organizing, categorizing data. Because when you gather the right data and you have someone like me to organize and categorize it, you can find out what is wrong. And then you make so much more progress in such little time. It really is phenomenal. So I got an aura ring. I started to track what was going on. And then I started to work on all the things outside of nighttime, essentially, that affect sleep. So I started to work on trauma, REM sleep. And it was actually one of the things that really instigated me going down therapy was realizing how poor my REM sleep was and realizing that there was a connection between REM sleep and trauma and PTSD. That wasn't the only thing that started me off on that journey, but it was one of the data inputs that I was like, huh, my body seems like it's traumatized. At the time, I hadn't remembered anything. I couldn't remember anything specifically, which I have since remembered an awful lot of awful abuse in my um, childhood growing up. But at the time, I hadn't fully remembered a lot of these things, but I could see my body was talking. My body held the stories. My body was struggling. It struggled to get into REM sleep because there was so much trauma going around in my brain that hadn't been organized or filed away properly because that's one of the things that happens with REM sleep. I'm not a sleep expert, but that's roughly my understanding of it. So I started to work on things like trauma. I also made sure I was eating enough food and balancing my insulin during the day. I made sure my breakfast was full of protein and I really focused on making sure I ate enough protein and healthy fats to keep my insulin levels steady throughout the day. Your What you eat during the day really plays a role in your quality of sleep at night. If you are on a blood sugar roller coaster throughout the day, then that roller coaster continues into the night and you'll probably find yourself waking up at three or four in the morning when your blood sugar drops. Another thing I started working on, it was my nervous system. So things like meditation, breath work, being able to calm the body down before sleep. I also start, stopped eating two to three hours before going to bed. And that's still something I do to this day. And if I eat right before going to bed, it really knocks off my sleep. So that makes a huge difference for me. In general, I started to eat more food, more carbs, and I made sure I exercised in a way that was really good for my body. Too much exercise can really stress the body out and affect your sleep in a negative way because you're not really recovering. And too little exercise, again, can really affect your sleep. So those were some of the things that I did to transform my sleep. But first I gathered data and then I really targeted I worked on the, the problems that came up in the data, which for me was REM sleep and also things like balancing my insulin levels, supporting my nervous system, all those kind of things. But if you want a couple of quick and easy tips on how you can improve your sleep quality, then here are my top two things to do to improve your sleep as of this week. Number one, don't eat before going to bed. Really try and give it three hours before you fall asleep of no food. Now, this means you need to make sure you are eating enough food throughout the day. Three meals a day, plus snacks, good quality dinner. It's, if you're in bed hungry, it's because you have not eaten enough food throughout the day. So this isn't necessarily about eating less. This is about being strategic about the timings of your eating. But not eating before bed can make a huge difference for a lot of people. Now, converse, conversely to that is some people actually do need a little snack before bed, especially if there's a lot of sleep issues going on. And again, I know that's just totally contradictory to what I just said, but this is why you need to come and work with me because this stuff is really personalized and everybody is different. But I know for me, that's something that works really well. The next thing that can be really helpful when it comes to sleep is blocking out blue light. 
get yourself some blue light blocking glasses, put filters on your smartphones, Kindles, laptops, make sure you are blocking out and filtering out the blue light for an hour before bed. This is research to show research has shown this will help increase your melatonin levels and better levels of melatonin I mean better quality and often quantity of sleep so say no to blue light blue light comes from all screens and most light bulbs in conventional houses so you're thinking low light you're wanting orange filters on your computers on your tablets on your smartphones and you want blue light blocking glasses when you're watching tv if you wear glasses you can get glasses that fit over your glasses so if you want to watch I don't know, Downton Abbey, before you go to bed, you can just make sure you put on your blue filtering glasses. And my clients often find this makes a difference within a week or two and they don't go back because they really feel the difference. It's a really quick and easy way to improve your quality of sleep. Okay. I hope this is helpful. And just know wherever you're at in life, no matter how many struggles you've had with your sleep, I've worked with a lot of clients who actually genuinely really struggle with insomnia, came to me sleeping one, two hours a night. And through this work, through figuring out their root causes, through applying some of the things I've just told you, we've gotten their sleep to be six, seven hours. Okay, you can transform your sleep, even if you've got young children, even if you've had insomnia, even if you're in the menopause, wherever you are at, your sleep can improve and it really is worthwhile to improve it. Okay, and if you want help with it, come and work with me. I am taking on new clients in September. I would love to work with you. There is so much that you can do to feel better. And often you can see results much quicker than you think. So head to keziahall.com forward slash book to book in a free clarity call so we can chat about this more and chat more about working together. Otherwise, I will see you next week for another episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you haven't left me a review yet, please go to iTunes, scroll down, look at ratings and review and give me a five-star review and leave a few comments. It really helps the podcast to reach more people. And if you want to know more about anything I mentioned in the podcast, you can go to the show notes at keziahall.com forward slash blog. And I would love to hear from you if you have any other questions. And please share this podcast with anyone that you know that you find helpful. Screen share it, put it on Instagram, Facebook, put it in your WhatsApp groups, screenshot it, share it with a friend. The more people that hear about this show, the merrier, because more and more women need to know how good they get to feel. So thank you for being here and I will see you next week.